Welcome to Think Smart, Feel Smart, Live Smart. I'm V. Vincy, Registered Counselor, Relationship and Family Therapist and Founder of Headquarters Counselling Services. This podcast aims to break down the overwhelm of life and equip you with a toolbox of knowledge, tips and tricks to help you live your best life. This raw, real and unproduced podcast uses audio taken from my weekly live broadcast in the HQCS Community Facebook group. You can find a link to the community in the episode notes. It's free to join. Now let's get started. Okay, so last week we looked at guilt and we spent a pre, a, you know, a fair amount of time on guilt and it was when I looked back at that video later, I thought, oh, God, was it a bit too much? But I think it explained pretty much what we needed to with guilt, uh, especially in the topics coming up over the next couple of weeks. So they all sort of make sense, especially towards the end. What we determined really was that guilt is related to action and the actions we have done primarily. So we defined guilt as an emotional state that appears when we feel we failed to live up to the morals of ourselves or of others. And guilt provokes both thoughts of how we have failed and distressing emotions like sadness, anger, even anxiety. And so it can cause the physical reactions such as an upset stomach. Um, but if guilt is resolved appropriately, it can actually be healthy. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways that I really wanted for people to get last week is that it can be healthy at times. Now, shame, on the other hand, is defined as an intense feeling about the self that comes from failing to live up to your own or others' standards. And you go, what the? That sounds familiar or it sounds similar, right? Well, yes, but the main difference is that shame makes you see yourself as a bad person. While guilt implies you are a good person who did something shit. Okay, so in a sentence, guilt says you feel bad, shame says you are bad. And that's a really big and massive difference and why shame is unhealthy especially if it's not resolved because it leads to the loss of self-esteem over time. This is where we get this concept of shaming children because if we look at by the time children have been shamed, now whether that's um, on purpose, I don't think anyone purposely sets out to shame a child, but if it happens, it's about fixing that at the time. If we don't, it tends to lead to that pervasive feeling of, lack of self-esteem or lack of self-worth, which is by the time people come to me, it's what they're coming to me for. So let's look at an example. Okay, so imagine you become distracted while driving. You don't notice the light turning yellow, so you turn a red light and you almost hit someone. If you feel guilty, you might say, oh shit, I really messed that up. I should be more careful and I should work on not getting distracted. And if that guilt is good for you, you will make changes and you won't do it again. Shame is more toxic and harmful to your self-esteem. So shame says, oh, you are an awful driver. 
I am such a horrible person. I should not be allowed to drive. I should not even be allowed to go to work. Can you see the difference? With shame, it's about you as a person, not your actions. And shame can also come from outside sources. So in this example, you might feel shame if the person in the passenger seat berated you for being a bad person. So overall, the difference is really important. Guilt can be healthy because it allows us to identify and correct potentially problematic behaviours. Shame, on the other hand, finds a problem with the person instead of the behaviour. And everyone experiences guilt and shame, some more than others. But you can learn to handle both emotions with the right tools. Okay, so if I look at this in terms of me being a therapist, when people come to see me, there's probably one of the big things that I say to them is, I don't care what you've done. I just want to know why you would do that and what you were feeling to make that decision and what has it left you with? Because I've got to be super careful that people who are in a vulnerable space and they've they've had used their courage to come and speak to someone that I don't accidentally shame them by going, what? You did what? That's not up to me. It's about me going, okay, let's talk about the behavior. And if you've worked with me personally, one of the little things I try to do, and I do this a lot, is I tend to um, talk to you and then I might go, well, hang on a minute. What about, what would your mum say? Or what would such and such say? And I try to distance it so that I'm not relating all the behavior to you directly. Okay, that's a little technique that therapists will use. Good ones anyway. So, shame, guilt and behaviour. Everyone feels an emotion like anger at some point or another. What we do with our anger depends partly on whether we're prone to guilt or shame. So people who tend to be, to tend to, nah, let me start that again. People who tend to feel guilty are better at using their guilt constructively. So they can make changes or solve problems when they become angry. Shame prone people, on the other hand, tend to use their anger in destructive ways, tearing themselves down or being aggressive towards others. So something that you can ask yourself, do I do that? And if you are likely to take it out on others, it could come from a sense of shame that you are a bad person. All right. A lot of this information is to get you to self-reflect and have a and have a think about it. I've got a bit of a challenge for you at the end of the session anyway. This session. Oh, like I'm like you're paying me for this. Anyhow. Now, most often guilt is associated with actions and possessions. We feel guilty when we've harmed someone or when we're not proud of our actions. We recognize that our actions can make others feel physically or emotionally bad, and in our compassion, we want to make it right. And as we mature, we might also feel guilty because we have something that others don't have. And as long as our emotions aren't extreme, this is the healthy side of guilt. It can prompt you to correct imbalances. Shame has only a limited link to our actions. Yes, we feel shame because we've done something that we or others think is wrong. But on a deeper level, the feeling isn't really about our actions. It's all about who we are as a person. We may have done something wrong, but instead of thinking about our actions, we dwell on what we think it means. We think it's proof that we're bad or stupid or inferior or even selfish. And as such, 
we do nothing with it. We, we just literally freeze. And this is the crux of this matter. Shame is misplaced guilt. This means that we have not accepted responsibility for our behaviour and we've tried to hide it away. So think back to your childhood or look at your children. When you call them out, they will immediately deny it. That's normal. They protect themselves so they don't get into trouble. What hasn't happened is that the behaviour has not been separated from the person. And as a result, they've not learned the consequences of their actions. Instead, the guilt internalises to, I do bad things, I am bad. I hope that when it's explained like this, you can look underneath any shame to find whether the guilt is yours or someone else's and then deal with your guilt only. So if you're guilt prone, you're already aware that doing something wrong might have negative consequences. When you know you might feel bad about doing something, you're likely to think twice about it so you can make a decision that you can live with if anyone finds out. Sometimes you might do something that makes you feel guilty enough to want to make amends. It can be healthy to recognise that you've made a mistake that doesn't mean you're a horrible person overall. It just means that you did one thing that may conflict with yours or society's morals. So when you feel guilt instead of shame, you see the occasional mistake as separate from who you are. You're still a good person and you can make amends when you do something wrong. Essentially, everyone makes mistakes from time to time. It's part of being human and it's healthy to accept that. Overwhelming feelings of guilt can quickly turn into shame. But if you can deal with your guilt in a healthy way instead of letting it spiral out of control, it can have some powerful benefits. So how do we deal appropriately with the guilt? Well, guilt is easier to handle than shame. And, but it can still require thought and effort, which we looked at last week. So if you haven't had a listen, go back and have a look last week. But in a nutshell, by becoming aware of the action versus the guilt concept, we can separate those two component, com components and then deal with the actual guilt. Exactly the same steps as last week. So distinguish between the action and the self. Make a clear distinction between what you have done and who you are. If you feel guilty, you're likely to experience a distressing feeling of inner conflict. That's okay. In fact, it can help you make amends and make a totally different choice in the future. The discomfort helps you learn from the experience. It's about distancing yourself slightly from the behaviour and the person, but still accepting responsibility, which is our second area. So accept responsibility. When you realise that your behaviour was wrong or inappropriate, you need to accept it for what you've done, rather than attempt to hide it or push the blame onto someone else. The third one is making amends. Now, sometimes making amends is easy. You simply apologise and you make repatriations in some way. If you've taken money, you give the money back. Uh, in the in that, if, if you have an example of um, 
say you know you've gone to the shopping center and this probably wouldn't happen during COVID times, but back in the day when you handed cash to somebody and they gave you too much cash back, they gave you too much change. If you say to them, oh, look, I think you've given me too much change. Um, I'm really sorry. Let me return it. Well, then you've made, a, you've made amends. That is assuming that you've walked off with it. So when you realise, you're either going to go, yeah, no, I'm going to keep that and you've got to resolve it somewhere or you're going to feel bad about it during the day or you go back and you just give it back. That's It's fine. You've just accepted responsibility and you've owned it. Sometimes, though, making amends isn't that easy and you might not be able to undo the harm you've caused but you won't be able to put the experience completely in the past until you feel that you've written the wrong in some way. Often people who feel guilty about something they can't repair find other ways to make amends. So this might involve helping others, for example. If you ignored a homeless person who was obviously in need on their way, on your way home, you might not be able to find that person again. But instead, you could choose to volunteer at a soup kitchen or you will find that you will help people in a similar position next time. That's what you do something differently. That's okay. You're making amends. You're making a right from a wrong. The next one is take a problem-solving approach. So instead of beating yourself up or getting angry with others, it's more productive to look for solutions. So refer to the first of the, the, the examples I used above about the cashier. If you've done something that you consider wrong, what can you do to make it right? If you can't make it right with the person you've wronged, is there something else you can do for others like them? Okay. Next one, make better choices. Well, that would sound simple really, isn't it? But sometimes guilt can have a funny way of changing your entire perspective. So when you do something that you can't accept, you may find that this event actually becomes a catalyst for greater change. So maybe you want to become a better person or start down a new path in life. It often helps you to have a guide who can help you navigate these new waters. Um, so, you know, a counsellor, um, even a wise friend or family member may be able to help you, support you along the way when you want to make some different choices. Now, the harm of shame. I think we're going to know this, but I'm going to highlight them because sometimes we don't recognise what it's actually doing to us. So, in decades past, many parents intentionally shamed their children to discourage certain behaviours. We've talked about this a little bit before it was used as a form of control but this practice has mostly been abandoned as we've come to understand the shaming has a negative impact on kids not to mention everyone else it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen accidentally we've all done it as parents we've all done it and go for goodness sake why did you do that and we might just be impatient and we walk off and that child's left with not being able to separate what they've done from who they are as parents now, we've got to understand and go back when we've become um, impatient and go, oh, shit, did I leave anything behind there? And if we have, go back round to that child and say, you know what, I didn't handle that really well, hun, um, and it made me angry that you did this, but I still love you for who you are. And it can be as simple as that to fix it with a child, okay? And that's I mean, we're talking about small things here. There's obviously 
much, much deeper areas of shame that come with trauma. And that needs much, much deeper help. I mean, these, these videos are for self-reflection and for you to, to have a go. If we, if we get into the pointy end of shame for you, then it's probably where you need to make a phone call. And I'll chat to you about that at the end. So shame, no-brainer, decreases self-esteem. So when you're prone to shame, you tend to think that every negative action says something about who you are. Every mistake, no matter how big or small, makes you feel like you're less of a person. It tends to have a cumulative effect. The more shame you experience, the worse you feel about yourself. Instead of saying, I did something wrong, you start to say, I'm a bad person. This quickly leads to low self-esteem, which can affect all areas of your life. Now, it can actually promote unethical behavior. So unlike guilt, shame won't make you a better person. Instead, people who cling to shame are more likely to act poorly and hide it from others. Thinking that they're unable to change, they blame their personality for their bad behavior. And sometimes they blame others. It's really difficult to adopt a problem-solving attitude when you're focused on hiding what you've done and mitigating the blame. So when that happens, it can be difficult to work, live or socialize with others. That then creates a sense of hopelessness. So changing what you do is easier than changing who you are. If you're prone to shame, life can seem hopeless and if you feel powerless to change it, uh, to change it you may give up on trying to be a good person. You may also isolate from others to try and hide your shame, or you may even become depressed or suicidal. But people change their behavior and can improve their self-esteem every day. Working on shame, it, it's not easy, but it absolutely can be done. And if I didn't believe that people could change, well, then I wouldn't be doing the job that I did. Now, people often say to me, but, you know, can a leopard change its spots? We go, well... No, the spots are never going to change, but it's not about changing the spots. It's about recognising this is what I've done. I don't like it. It doesn't mean that I'm not good. It means that I've always got the opportunity to change. What do I want to change and how am I going to do it? It can be as simple as that. You give someone the, the, the tools to know what to do differently and they can absolutely run with it. And I have seen the most incredible changes in people simply because someone has spent the time with them to help them understand that what they're doing now isn't working, but if you try it this way, it might work for you and, and help them until it changes, okay? Now, what do you do when you can't get past your shame? Shame is a challenging emotion. The feeling shame doesn't mean you are morally deficient or otherwise inferior as a person. You can learn to overcome guilt and shame with the right support. And this is probably what I was looking at. It's making sure that if it is more challenging for you, you've got to reach out. Okay, so the difference between shame and guilt may seem superficial, but it's absolutely crucial to understand. So if you can learn to handle your emotions better, uh, well, no, you can understand it if you can learn to handle your emotions better. So these videos have all gone and played a little part. So that's why I introduced them in the way they, they um, have been set because 
some of this, when you're dealing with shame, it becomes about dealing with the um, emotions that you feel. So you might have to go back to distress tolerance and have a look at the um, suitcase that you've packed for what you do when you feel uncomfortable. You might have to go back to, I think it's a couple of weeks ago, the meta emotion where you take a moment. Shame, guilt and shame is about going which, take a moment, am I am I relating this to an action that I've done or have I actually related this to me, who I am as a person? If that's your moment, it becomes, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do with that? Label it and regulate it whilst you do it. And if, if it needs to be that you need somebody a little bit more, um, you know, uh, trained, you need to reach out, okay? So the handout this week gives you the steps to begin dealing with the guilt because that's the bottom line. Even if you go, oh, my God, I'm feeling shame, I never realised that I'd put it, placed it on me personally, it still goes, okay, well, what do I now do with the shame? Well, I've got to separate the, sh the action from who I am. It's not who I am. It's what I did. Okay, so what did I do? Great. Now we're back to guilt. Perfect. That's where we want to be. And so you begin dealing with the guilt because once you've been dealing with the guilt, it can be resolved rather than become and convert to shame. So some of this will be the easy task, some of it won't. What you may find is that you'll be able to identify for the first time if it's guilt you are dealing with or whether it has become the shame. So remember the action versus how you see yourself as a person. It may need that you it may be that you need a bit of help with this in a safe space. So if you find that this task begins to overwhelm you, then you need to give us a call at HQ. We've got a lot more online appointments available at the moment, but this is the type of work that is great for online as it's targeted. So you don't need to be afraid of the online space. Remember, positive and negative to everything. And I have found that COVID has been extremely positive. For online working space. In fact, I've got a couple of clients who aren't coming back into my office because the progress they've made online has actually been bigger than when we had in session, which is really fascinating for me. One of the things that I read about this afternoon, so I had sort of written this up for myself, and then I found a quote from Brené Brown. Now, I don't know whether you guys have um, heard of Brené Brown, and if you haven't, She's a really good one to have a bit of a Google. She does amazing topics on vulnerability. And what she writes that, um, so I've got it written down here. Brené, Brené Brown writes about empathy being an antidote to feelings of guilt and shame. When you are feeling off and stress mounts, take a few moments to stop and breathe. Be curious with yourself about how you are feeling. Notice where your body feels tense and try to soften that area. So allow your vulnerable feelings of guilt, shame and sadness to rise to the surface. Respond to yourself with loving kindness. You may notice the tears begin to well up and let them come. Remind yourself that your feelings are normal given the stress of being human. It was such a beautiful paragraph because it seemed to sum up pretty much 
every video I've probably done in the last, well, this is the ninth video. So we're talking, I missed a week. So we're around 10 weeks down with these videos, which is amazing. So it seemed to sum them all up, you know, recognize your feelings, allow your feelings, regulate them, breathe, be curious, ask yourself what's going on. That's reflection. That's what all these are about. That's why I do the little challenge. They help you to reflect on what was she on about that crazy woman? Or is that something that does affect me? And when you allow yourself to do that, you will begin to feel another set of emotions which comes up. And that's what the I think the biggest quote I can get out of this is respond to yourself with loving kindness and acceptance. Good luck and I will speak to you next week. Ciao.